The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is the problem. Mm -hmm. 99% of things we agree on especially yeah. on books and stories and whatnot. It's a terrible, terrible pitch for a podcast. Like, two guys no. that generally agree go face-to-face <laughs> -face with two microphones. Yeah, we need, like, uh, need like our friend John or something on here. No, the problem with John is... Dumb? Yeah, you said it first. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Tudor Ramble, episode 32. Introducing myself, Austin, and co-host... You're so weird. <laughs> My name is Richard. Like, if the podcast thing kind of falls through, I figured I could be, like, a commentator, get some... W like, Logan Paul's going into WWE, I you're, could get into WWE. You're always something new, and it's always weird every time you do it. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> this is an exciting episode because I, I love doing these where you have read a book series and yeah. I, who can't read, have not read the book series. So I'm excited about this because it's another one of those where you get to pitch it to me and the audience. So this yeah. will be completely spoiler free on Lightbringer. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited to talk about it because this is a unique thing to talk about and my pitch will be unique a little different than other pitch i like unique pitches that i have done i like unique now right just before we get into the pitch wanted to mention to our audience very briefly and get a feel out there that richard and i were thinking of making a patreon where we would have a private discord we could do watch parties with people uh, what else were we were thinking of doing oh book, 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 book club, book club uh, watch yeah. parties stuff and... like that we just want to feel the room we know other booktubers do that and if we want to get more serious and start doing this more full-time or at least more more than we're currently doing mm -hmm. uh we wanted to feel the room see if anyone would okay yeah so uh, i know wraith gaming uh, i know you're watch watching or listening wraith games he, og yeah he, he's gonna be there I, I know he'll be there exactly it'll yes. be a party not our parents <laughs> our parents won't sign up no 
we pay of them to, we pay them to watch the videos <laughs> specifically and it's like my mom i owe my mother 20 dollars. i'm like mom did you watch that okay here you go i'll send you the bucks. venmo yeah <laughs> so we got uh yeah get that out of the way if anyone is remotely interested let us know and let us know if our ideas also suck for that no. but moving on let's get into Light so Ranger. the idea of this video our pitch reviews is yeah. i've read something you maybe the maybe the watcher the viewer has not and i will be giving a spoiler free pitch to uh see if you should read it or not let's, yes let's see how good of a job i do let's see this now for this series this is the author brent weeks correct yep what do you know about brent weeks is this his magnum opus is this his best series who is this guy this is his uh, second series. The first one, it was the Night Angel Trilogy. I've not actually gotten to reading it, but generally, uh, most people consider Lightbringer significantly better than Night Angel. Okay, so this is this is his. This is what you should read if you're into Brent Weeks. And yeah. if, if you want to read Brent Weeks' best work, it's Lightbringer. Yes. Got it. And mentioning Night Angel, that's the other series he has? This is uh, first trilogy. First trilogy. That's uh, what he first wrote, and but I believe 2023 he's coming out with a continuation. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So Brent Weeks, and now let's get into the good stuff. Lightbringer. What's the overall summary of this book? What's the overall pitch? So this is a uh, flintlock fantasy, which if you don't know is typically fan- fantasy magic mixed with gunpowder. Um, typically not. Uh, semi-automatic or automatic uh, rifles, but muskets and flintlock kind We're of getting stuff. some, like, yeah. Thomas Jefferson-type Think ben Civil Franklin, War uh, abilities with firearms. Post-colonial. We're talking Civil War. Yeah, so okay. it's pre-industrial, but they use guns, lifts, pulleys, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, the series is about the main character, Kip, who is... Because of his uh, unknown parentage, he's thrown into the uh, the capital city of this world and is flung from his kind of humble, humble, poor village to the the big city. But with that comes a lot of political movering, uh, moving about. Um, so many different people want to pull him in different directions, and his allies may not really be his allies. Who who has the best out for him? And all this going down with the the nationwide religion being just filled with dark corruption and genuine malice where the antagonist of the story kind of has a point. They want to overthink the antagonist wants to overthrow the country and they kind of have a point, not a complete point, but they got a point. So it's definitely morally gray and very interesting where characters line up. And so, one leads to wonderful drama. Awesome. Uh, genre. I would consider this series um, dark adventure uh, fantasy thriller. Dark adventure fantasy thriller. Yeah, that's that's where I would put this in the genre wise. Got it. Got. It. Are there similar books that people could pinpoint out there? So if they've read a series, should they then read Lightbringer? I mean, it's it's pretty up there with just if you like modern fantasy, it, it's. Pretty ubiquitous. It's not filling any niche. Uh, I would say what it does best is subverting your expectations while still staying in the genre of modern fantasy. But, I mean, if you've read Powder Mage Trilogy, if you've read uh, Lacanus Trilogy, uh, there's some similar aspects to both of those series. Okay, so we're talking this subverts your expectations, and does it do that well? How does it do that? 
Oh, it does it great because some books like The Pariah, I think we both thought this, it subverts your expectations every single time. And so subverting expectations becomes your ex- expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this book, uh, this book series does a great job of mixing what you would kind of standard to think about what would happen versus and also mix in some great twists. So this has a lot of plot twists. Exactly, but they actually hit. They are we, land. Are we talking Game of Thrones level? Oh, definitely. There's some big there's some big twists. Characters are not you know, characters are at risk. They they can easily die. There's characters go in completely different directions the way you're ever thinking. And it it is a ride, especially like Damn. A couple of the cliffhangers from the books, uh like I I'm mainly thinking like book 2. Cliffhanger was Oof. Oh, God. I couldn't read book three fast enough. Okay. So I, I even remember some specific uh, twists very vividly. That's some high praise. Okay. Yeah. You're saying now, have you, read, have you read Game of Thrones? I have okay. not read it, but I know all the twists because everyone keeps talking to me about it. Fair. I've seen all the clips on Game of Thrones, the show. I know. Okay. I okay. generally okay. know. I, for some reason, I've watched... So many YouTube videos about Game of Thrones. I've just never read Game of Thrones. Never even watched an episode. At this point, I'm spoiled so much that it's not even worth for me to read it. So you came to something like Lightbringer that has a ton of great twists that you had no information about. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that a better well, way to introduce yourself. Big to question twists. then is, mm-hmm. what is the Richard Rambler score? What is your out of 10 rating for okay. the five book? Because there's five books in this series, correct? Five books. The five book saga... Of Lightbringer, what is your rating? Overall, I give the series a 7.68 out of 10. 7.68, we are going to get so made fun of because it's to the nearest hundreds again, but I respect <laughs> it every damn time you give me that. I, I honestly lose a little respect when you don't go to the nearest thousandth. You know, I, I just, I do, I, all my scores are to the 0.25. See, could- and then... You know, when they average together, you get the weird score. Exactly. And could you have rounded that to 7.7? Yes. No, of course not. No, you I can't could, do that. You could have, but you would have been incorrect. Exactly. So that's the problem. So mm-hmm. you have to be precise. And I love it. So 7.68 out of 10 for the series. Can I ask you a little bit more uh, specific question here? Yeah. Which book raised that rating and which book lowered that rating? So I think by far the best book is the third book in the series. And, like, the third book honestly blew me away. Uh, I gave the third book a 8.8. So, very high score. Some, I mean, I gave the plot a 9.5. Like, holy crap. It's real good. A Richard 9.5? It's real. The plot's real good. A Richard 9. That's like a Rotten Tomatoes 200%. (laughs) I know. The plot's great. That breaks the scale. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, there's some great aspects to it. So, plenty great. Okay. The worst book of the series for me is the last one. And I gave that one a 5 out of 10. The last book? Yeah. So you, from your perspective, the series, especially the first four, four books, are all great to fantastic. And then the fifth dips in quality. Yeah. Which would you say then to people listening, people watching, that you'd still recommend the series, although the ending wasn't as satisfying for you? There's so much great stuff to take away from the series that yes i would still say read it it's i think almost required reading for modern fantasy mainly due to its pacing its action and characters and actually even better the magic system all these aspects are fantastic works 
And in all honesty, the series, like most people online are kind of split on the ending. So just because I didn't like the direction the ending went doesn't mean you won't. You will. Like I know me you, personally. You'll agree with me. But you know So I will hate the ending. Viewers. Yes. View, you specifically viewers will, will be split. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I'm saying that this is kind of unique. Is it's one of those series like I didn't really like the ending, but damn the ride was so fun. Like just the ride to get there was so great that it's worth it. It kind of makes it more interesting to me to read. The fact that yeah. I want to see why you didn't like the ending. I know. I want to discuss it with you, too. And like, I, I'm, I am shackled to spoiler-free discussion. Lovely. And there's so much I want to talk about, but I will limit myself. Do you think I think the same, that the journey is better than the destination for this book? I don't know. I've heard you talk about Season 8 of Game of Thrones. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, an oh, ending do I. doesn't... like. An ending ruins things for oh, you, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a good point. But for you, for this being, this is a five book series. So yeah. it, when does it, when does the fifth book dip for you? Oh, I mean, the fifth book only dips in the last third. Or okay, so last it's, half, it's really something just a like bit. that. Yeah, okay. and no, since, since conclusions, you, you are weird. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, like these aren't my words; these are your words. Okay? Yeah, I'm just fair. I'm using your linguistics, your language here. Mm-hmm. So you could be the odd one out. Oh yeah, I, I mean. I'm notoriously hard to please with literature, clearly with us, you know, being real anal about uh, 7.68. So I'm giving lots of praise and my criticism. Well, honestly, read it and find out for yourself. Your recommendation is read it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whether, here's, here's the thing. Worst case scenario, you agree with me and you don't like the ending. Four at four and a half books are so great, and some of the best action that you're gonna get out of fantasy. Some of the best magic systems, and honestly, the character journeys throughout them are some of the most unique that you're gonna find in fantasy. Now, that was a brilliant way to put it. By the way, yeah. worst case scenario, you're getting four and a half fantastic books from your perspective. Yeah, yeah. no, okay. so awesome, awesome. I I still recommend it. Great. So, can you briefly go on this then? Mm-hmm. You said the third book was your favorite? That, yeah, that, definitely. The reason that's odd to me is typically when you have these long series, you get middle book syndrome mm-hmm. or middle syndrome where the beginning's really exciting. You're setting up all these characters and the endings, well, instead of for this case, is usually very satisfying and you get this great, you know, everything's finishing. It's being climactic. And the middle mm-hmm. book usually struggles to get anywhere because it's kind of lulling in the story. But for this series, the third book was your absolute favorite. Yeah, because it it had a, an equal amount of great payoff from the first two books, but also great setup. It had, I think, the most twists and turns I didn't see coming. Okay. It changed the direction of the whole series, where you think it's all going one way, and, well, the entire series is a new direction now. Got it. Okay. The characters go on really unexpected journeys for it. Um, the character work is definitely the best in the third book. I, okay. I was really riveted to, especially between our main character and I personally think the best pro like antagonist in the series, and one of my favorite antagonists in fiction, like damn until the last book, like it's, seriously, <laughs> can you stop? Can you stop being mean? <laughs> like for <seriously>. one second, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like oh my god, he, like okay, you know if you've read the series. You know the person I'm talking about. And yeah, he's such a great villain. It, like, 
he's a great antagonist and oh, it's okay. a joy. A joy to watch him and the main character kind of spar. It's well, wonderful. I'm excited to get into your specifics about this book. Mm-hmm. And can I can I touch on let's touch on this first. Yeah. Because you, you mentioned this earlier and I want you to expand on it. The magic building slash world building. Or sorry, magic system slash world building of Lightbringer. Yeah. How is that? Gotcha. Well, I'll I'll set it up for you. The magic system is based on Oh, I'm, I'm I keep getting the name of this thing wrong and it hurt. Uh cro uh chroma chroma chromaturgy. 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 I think. You, I don't know how to pronounce that. That sounds like jargon. What I is know. that? I never had to pronounce things. I just read it and it goes in my brain. What do like, you say oh, in your head? It. I just look at the word and I know it. I don't say it in my head because I don't know how to pronounce it. Fair, okay. <laughs> have you, I mean, have you ever had those words? Like, you don't know how to pronounce it, but you recognize it, so it's no problem. That's, I don't read. <laughs> I, that, I avoid that by just not reading. You, you pitch these books. Yeah, you pitch these books to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. I basically read it, right? You gave me the, you gave me the, re, uh, the spoiler-free review. I read yeah. the book now. <laughs> wait, wait. This, uh, obviously, by the title, Lightbringer, it's based on light. So there are some individuals that are able to absorb certain uh, colors of light. And if they can absorb that color, they can draft or create mm-hmm. this substance called Luxon. And that's way easier to pronounce. Yes. You should have just said Luxon stuff. I, I should have said that one. But depending on what light you can absorb and creates a different color of Luxon, which has each of them have different properties. Now, the kind of twist on this is at the more you use this magic it you, the color of your eyes start uh changing and if the color breaks from the center of your eye to the white of your eye it's uh, called like your halo breaks and at that point the main church of this um country kills you and, or you or volunteer yourself basically to suicide so if you use your powers too much, you have to kill yourself. And it means the people that can use these powers typically have very short lifespans if they're using it a lot. Oh, I love Sears gets yeah. Sears gets dark and constantly this looming threat of a heavy battle where, you know, our main character's going through this big battle. And then you just kind of, hey, people win the day or they lose the day, no matter what. All the people fighting really push themselves a lot closer to death Oof. i i love costs and limitations in my magic oh it's great that that hooked me right there oh yeah love that so the <laughs> max system is fantastic and the creative uses of using different um using the different uh functions or properties of luxon mm-hmm. combined together to create all these magnificent machines and different use tools for it. Fantastic work. So you have both people who are magically powerful. They have a lot of magic to use, and so that's why they're powerful. But you also have individuals who don't have a lot of power, but have a lot of tact and skill. And so you see them almost equally as effective in fights or in any kind of use setting because of their skill with it. So they both have, there's both power and skill that can kind of go head to head. In the series. So it makes fights very unique and kind of always on your toes of who's going to win. And you're saying of the four genres, action's one of those. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
The action's fantastic. Would you say the world building is just as good as the magic system? Mm. There's some certain aspects of world building that are really good. Um, I would say, again, up until the fifth book. (laughs) It's one of those things. Um, The country's religion is definitely one of the best fantasy religions. It has a lot of cost, and you can also see why it was set up. Oh. It, it A lot of it has consequence. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not just, yeah. oh, it's the fantasy religion. No, there's some genuine reasons why they think the way they do, why, they're, why these actions, you see where myth and legend turns to actual um, ritual. Okay. And I so follow, that, that's, really, follow, yeah. that's really cool to see. And how would the magic system even affect religion and God? So the world got you. Yeah. The world magic, you're on board. Yeah. Until, you know, you get all picky yeah. at the end. But. Well, there's, there's some aspects of, like, larger countries, like, beyond the mm-hmm. where we're setting. Um, history as well, maybe not as fleshed out as some of my favorite fantasy genres. But magic system and the religion in the fantasy, fantastically done. What about characters? How are the characters in this world? How do the characters perform for you? Do they meet the Richard standard? First four books? Most definitely. Okay. I keep having to say that first four books. But no, they are some of the most unique characters in fantasy. I've... Whoa. whoa, whoa. Most unique characters in fantasy. Definitely. Damn. They break uh, break a lot of genres without... uh, They break a lot of tropes without seeming like a... Haha, got you. Oh, look, he's so different. Um, kind of like with um, Pariah. Pariah was kind of like that, where um, quite a few characters in that uh, book felt like they were the way they were just because the author wanted to do something like do the opposite of the trope. Mm. This series, they're far more unique. Like, I think one of my favorite characters in the whole series is the antagonist, like the main series antagonist is definitely one of the best, and not because he's just so mustache twirling or not because he's a misunderstood uh, gray anti-hero or anything like that. He's an antagonist. Pretty bad person overall, but you see where he's coming from, and it's so interesting to see him work. And so, enjoyed him a lot. The main character, Kip, I thought was unique because he starts out as, like, he's a fat boy from poor, poor town. And I thought reading the first book going, oh, well, this is a fantasy series. You know, the main character is going to go through a training arc of some type and get fit and all that stuff and become strong. No, he's a fat boy. And it it's hard to lose weight when you're that fat and round. And that stays with him a lot. It's a significant hurdle. He doesn't just, these challenges to him are not just easily explained away. He genuinely has to challenge them and they are hard nothing comes easy to them and to what i really much enjoy about their characters awesome okay mm-hmm. okay except one and there's uh people who've read it i think everyone kind of agrees there's one character that was a real letdown but, oh if, yeah. okay i won't ask who i won't ask who i won't ask you but ever that's a that's a general agreement there's one character that was real disappointment Got but it. that's one out of however many characters so mm. 
It's fine. Okay. So characters solid as well. What about the uh, what about the plot? How's that general structure? Is it paced well? Absolutely fantastic. Uh, pacing is perfect. Perfect pacing. Perfect in what way? It accomplishes both character work and you know the plot moving forward at the same time, as well as giving you great action. It gives you everything all at once. It knows when to slow down to have some good character moments, but never slows down too long. It always keeps keeps you wanting more. Yeah. You always want to turn to the next page. Ooh, okay. That's high praise. Yeah. Very I praise. actually gave the third book uh, for plot a 9.5. Yeah, 9.5 is a ridiculous Richard score. I mean, that is, yeah. That is unbelievable. Now, I gave the fifth, pl- the fifth book's plot a 3.25. That's egregious. That's, <laughs> I haven't read the book, and I'm offended. My name is not Brent Weeks, but temporarily I will vicariously, whatever the word is, I'm him for a moment. It's I don't know how uncalled one, for. I, I don't know how one does that. Like I, I genuinely was like, yeah. The more I think about it, like oof. wow, three point two five. Okay, yeah, we'll, no, we'll, I, we'll shrub over that. I'm, okay. I'm just saying, you would hate the plot in the fifth book. Hate with a don't passion. Don't you dare, Nostradamus! My opinions. You're so. You're probably so right. And yeah. th- this is the problem. Ninety nine percent of things we agree on, especially yeah. on books and stories and whatnot. Not, it's a terrible, terrible pitch for a podcast. Like two guys yeah. that generally agree go face to face with two microphones. Yeah, we need like uh, need like our friend John or something on here. No, the problem with John is dumb. Yeah, you said it first. <laughs> I was, Even when I agree with him, I just I don't I don't agree with how he got oh, to his conclusions. You know, he watches these podcasts. Well, I'm not afraid. You know, like John, you're dumb most of the time. <laughs> Even when we agree, it's for the wrong reasons. Oh my god, we need a special guest appearance with him now. Oh yeah, this would be great. <laughs> we'll, we'll fly him in here. Oh god, we don't have flying in money. What am I saying? <laughs> Patreon coming soon. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we got we got uh, Spirit Airlines money. <laughs> oh, not even that. Come on, Spirit Spirit's not bad. Sometimes you get a nice cheap flight. I wish we had East Spirit Coast. Airlines money. <laughs> Europe, Ryanair. Ryanair's goaded. We do have Ryanair money. We're I rambling can... too much. Hold on, Lightbringer. Lightbringer. <laughs> Lightbringer. I, I gotta stop this. I gotta stop. This. Okay. <laughs> All right, where, where were we? We were talking on uh, plot pacing. Pacing great. Pacing Wait, is perfect. We went magic I, system. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if you appreciate this. Mm-hmm. I say perfect. There's not a single moment in the first four books where it dragged. That's not ridiculous. one. Every That's chapter is statement. meaningful. Almost every chapter ends with something of, I got to know what's next. Damn. At I cannot wait to pick up the four <laughs> books in this in this saga. <laughs> I'm going to pick up all four of them. I'm going to munch them up. And then the fifth one, eh, whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> you think is, you'll read the fourth book and you'll have to read the fifth. Oh, damn you. I, I'm damn just saying you. you're going to have to. Like It's okay. going to drag you in. All right, all right. So magic system, role-building, great. Character's great. We've got plot paced perfectly. Yeah. Perfect. You don't use the word perfect a lot. Yeah, I will The say only perfect. time I've heard you use the word perfect is saying our friendship. And when you've said qualities about me. Well, I've said it was not perfect. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. you said perfect, but it was just, it's not, it's not perfect. It's actually the opposite of perfect. Yeah, exactly. So, fourth category, then. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the dialogue? His prose. How is it? It's significantly above average. The, uh, I would say dialogue between characters is some of the best. It's up okay. there in fantasy. So, um, description, I guess, is not as, it's not as forte. 
it's not as big deal. So that, but that's typical with modern fantasy. I would like more description of the world and setting and all that, but you know, that's just not the not the world that yeah. fantasy is in now. Um, by far, his best the best part of his writing is his action scenes. He writes action just so energetically and surprising. It it is so great, such great action. Uh, all the fight scenes are really, I would say, if you want to, like, what's the one thing that people should read the series for? The action. Okay. Action, like, yeah. if, if you're an aspiring writer out there and you want to write action and fantasy, you should look to Brent Weeks. Like, I think kind of two. There's two series that do, eh, three. Three series that do uh, action and fantasy just fantastically it's brent weeks it's evan winters for um the rage of dragons and lastly john gwen those three at shadow of the gods that series yeah. yeah and i'll be honest i think brent weeks is the best for action for action holy crap okay yeah so brent just weeks, how to write an action scene fantastic it probably helps that his magic system just cool as hell so yeah you, with that magic system that you love and his prose just beauty Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, there are there are aspects like, is it as like um, I was saying like description, but the in between moments, uh, between action and intense dialogue drama, I'd say it's fine. It's typical standard fantasy, so that's why I'm not giving like you know nine or ten ten out of ten here. So Got it. Got it. There are certain aspects that he's definitely far above par and there's some that he's about par okay all in all then people should read this book definitely even my like mixed opinion on the fifth book yeah i like the rest of the series so much that it's worth it like let's say worst case scenario that you agree with me that you didn't like the fifth book you still read four and a half great books yeah, that, and it's a huge was, journey that was the best thing you said all video i think like saying yeah. that four and a half fantastic books that's a great pitch it's like yeah. you're using the uh, Pascal's wager, essentially, <laughs> just putting it in the books. That's yeah. that's a great pitch. That you'll at least love four and a half of them, even if they, even if they agree with you. Exactly. At worst, they love it. Yeah. Exactly. At worst, at best, they really love it. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Fantastic. Okay. Anything? <laughs> did I did I interrupt you in anything? Do you have anything else you want to throw in on lightning or sorry, Lightbringer before we come to a close? Yeah, th- there's nothing else I can really talk about further without heavy spoilers. And honestly, a spoiler discussion on this book could be like two hours. We would get into serious discussions on uh, certain literary tropes, and it would get very interesting. Uh, uh, it's It would be long discussion. People that have read Lightbringer, let us know if you agree with Richard's opinion on the ending. I'm curious because... You know, before I get into I'll this answer series, comments actually. so he doesn't get spoiled. Yeah, I, I won't we'll look at best. these comments. So, <laughs> okay, this this has been a fun one. You excited me for the book in many ways. I'm glad in I did. many many ways. Well, you have so many other things to get through, and you still haven't gotten to the wheel of time yet. That's first, first and foremost. But that, <laughs> then a, after that, <laughs> after that, <laughs> after read that. This. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll be signing off today, and we'll see you guys next week. Please sure to like, comment, subscribe, and...
Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.